Turn right. Re-re-re-recalculating. Man, this goofy bitch don't know where she's going. From the Lost Boys. Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Legendary Lost Boys. This is Lost Boys. We call them the Lost Boys. And now, the Lost Boys Podcast proudly presents That's right, Chuck Chuckers, it's The History of Hip Hop <laughs> That's right everybody, it is Hip Hop History 101 we are back. We are back. Um, sorry for the long delay. Just got back from a cruise and uh, ready to jump right back into hip hop. Um, this is one of your hosts, Ghost T, and joining me as always, Night Prophet. What's up, brother? Glad to have My you man. back. My man. What's up? Yeah, it's glad to be back. It's glad to be on uh, on land again. Um, I just got uh, over my like shaking and not shakiness but you get on land you're still a little wobbly for a while it's really weird if the mind gets all fucked up and i don't know how it all works on a <laughs> i uh, feel that dude psychological level but it fucks you up um but glad to be back talking about hip-hop and this week we are dipping into white people those white devils who try to steal hip-hop at every turn or maybe not we're going to have to figure out what's going on here with white people in hip-hop. Do they belong? Do they not belong? I don't know. Are they welcome in the house of hip-hop? That's something we'll talk about. Um, so, I don't know. Were you doing some uh, good white research this week? Yeah. And uh, TLDR, yeah, they don't belong. All right. Let's end the show. <laughs> no, all right. Playing. Take it easy, everybody. Yeah, uh, I got. Wait a minute. As a white in hip hop, I'm very, I'm very discouraged uh, by what your statement here. Yeah, and I do not joke, agree dude. with that statement. I know. I know it was a joke. Um, <laughs> I know. Half, I think half the half your favorite groups are white hip hop guys. Yeah, dude. We got. We got to dig deep into sure. you. We got to have you sit down on the couch and talk about this. <laughs> no, nah, it's also a lot of mine. As Beastie Boys are my favorite, but are they white? They are Jewish. That's something I want to bring up too. But uh, oh. let's get <laughs> let's get right into it. Um, see, I kind of broke this down. Uh, I was going year by year. I was digging deep into the history, the origins of hip hop, and uh, kind of seeing where the white influences or white rappers or white artists or white producers or even white uh, uh, presidents of record labels started coming into the um, into the game. Now, you can listen to all our other shows and hear about how hip-hop started, and it is it is definitely, I will say right here and now, I mean, there's no denying it, hip-hop is, is rooted in black culture. I mean, can we deny that? I don't think we can no. deny it. I don't want to deny kinda, it. We kind of covered it, uh, we you covered know, it talking about um, many episodes. the Watts Prophets, you know, the one of the first rap albums ever it was called rap in black in a white Watch world Prophets. yeah you know you're absolutely right yeah the uh uh last poets yeah a lot of that early influences it's black it's it's black music i yeah, can't a lot deny of ties it. with uh there was black much panthers respect. early on black panther yeah, it it runs the gamut it runs the gamut yeah um 
And it's from the the South Bronx and other very, very urban black places. But as it grew, I don't think you could constrain it. And um, I mean, they it, it, it created a beautiful thing. And I think once it really got into the atmosphere, into the world, you can't hold it down. You can't keep it contained to just black artists, black producers, or black whatever. I, that would be very hard to do. And uh, even early on, I mentioned this at some point in one of our shows, but um, the white artists and influences started coming in early. The first music video that featured a white rapper was actually a blonde female named Blondie. Uh, they came out with a... Blondie had a lot of hits at the time. The, the phone call one. I don't know the titles of these. I'm sorry. But uh, you know what I'm talking about? She had the one song about Call Me Up or something like that. No. and It's a good song. Yeah. This, I, I was never a, a Blondie fan. I, I'm, I'm with you. I never really dug too much into Blondie or dug through yeah, her yeah. Uh, discography. But um, she had a lot of pop songs. She had some hits in there. But she was in the New York uh, club scene and became fast friends with Fab Five Freddy, who was uh, prominent in the early hip-hop days. And um, she came out with a song called Rapture, where she kicks this crazy-ass verse about people from Mars eating cars and going on these crazy rampages. I think there's some murder going on in the song. It's kind of it's kind of odd listening to her rap, but uh, 1981 is when she came out with this song, and uh, so right at the forefront of hip hop, she was there dropping bars, bro. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's really a weird verse, man. Side, DJ spinning, I said, my I'm sure I've heard some of it in passing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Especially probably heard you said that it had pop influence. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. So I've heard a lot um, of '80s pop. Um, yeah, I, I guarantee there's definitely some Blondie songs that you've heard. Yeah, this one I don't think uh, was as huge, but as far as trying to get hip hop out there, it, it uh, worked. Um, which brings me right into another New York group that is one of my favorites and I talk about a lot and as I mentioned they they are Jewish guys so I, I don't know sometimes Jew, Jewish people don't like to be called white and sometimes they, they go with the white thing but for this instance I'm putting them in the white category because physically they are pretty white but the Beastie Boys 
um, had a punk. Now this was actually like 81, 82 where they started their band. Um, they were a hardcore punk rock band, but being in these clubs, being in the inner, being in New York at the time, they got influenced by hip hop as well. And they put out a, uh, single called cookie puss, which was a prank call to the Carvel ice cream company, which made a cake called the cookie puss. And they're, they're just joking around with the lady on the phone. You know, they're just, it's just a prank call. They took this prank call. They mixed it up with some scratching. You know, they were, they were just, it was really bad scratching. It wasn't anything to write home about. But, um, it was yeah, really, really corny. But there were there were rap elements in that. And that actually got a lot of play in um in some of the New York clubs. People were playing that and um obviously a couple years later the Beastie Boys were full hip hop and uh released their album in eighty six, Licensed to Ill, which I think because the fact that they were three white guys, they uh, they helped hip hop grow by leaps and bounds and to expose it to a new audience, um, which uh, unfortunately for the the black nationalists out there who don't want hip hop to be anywhere but a black music, Lord Jamar, um, that the influence started there. There was just no holding it back and uh it just became a beast of its own but uh the beastie boys were very prominent in that with another white guy who was right there by their side who was their dj at first and then um became their producer and was also he just happened to be the uh co-founder of def jam records that was run out of his dorm room rick rubin who uh it was 84 where him and russell simmons started def jam records and he started influencing hip-hop as well by adding that rock and rap element in Edge, which certainly took over and eventually became a genre of its own, um, with a lot of artists using uh, rap elements and rock elements and creating a whole new thing. But... Um, so, yeah, I mean, early on, 80s, you see a lot of white influence starting right there. Yeah, I mean, Beastie Boys is, you know, certified classic hip-hop. Classic hip-hop. Classic and hip-hop. Uh, I know I'm sure there's a few, you know, very uh, minor groups that disagree, but I think they're definitely one of the more widely accepted white artists in hip-hop, like, of all time. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, in doing my research... I found that there's not a lot of hate toward white rappers um, or white artists in this genre um, for the most part. I mean, we, we come to some acts in, uh, let's say, the early 90s that certainly got a lot of hate. And uh, I think mm-hmm. there was reason for that, for the way that they were approaching hip hop and yep. trying to be a part of it. So there is a little bit of that Elvis type of thing there, perhaps. Um, well, honestly, I mean, as far as my like like year by year chronology, not much more in the eighties. I mean, third base started, which was uh, Pete Nice and MC Search 
They yep. that, they had a classic hip hop album. The Cactus album came out in '89, so they tail ended the '80s there um, as a white group. That they were definitely more like like street hip hop. They weren't more frat. Like I would say, the Beastie Boys are more like frat party hip hop when they came on the scene. Um, but Third Base definitely kept it real as far as like original hip hop sound and, and vibe for the most part. So they had sort of respect in a different way than the Beastie Boys did, but they were still all getting, they were all pretty much getting love all around the place because they were doing good things. I don't know. Yeah. Like, people can be okay. <laughs> you got to respect. Right. They can be all right. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the 90s, though, Vanilla Ice came out 1990 yeah we kind of touched on on this too um he got you know essentially what was wrong with vanilla ice was that he wasn't himself exactly and and he got ripped for it you know it's it wasn't that he was a white rapper it was just that he was a white guy trying to impersonate a black rapper exactly it seemed fake it didn't feel authentic um, I don't know if he was given the love out there that uh, some of the other hip-hop artists were doing and the respect that they were giving to the black community and to hip-hop in general. Um, it did so much feel like Vanilla Ice was just latching on to something that was gaining popularity at the time and um, trying to benefit from it. So in a way, I'm really with Suge on, on what happened here. Yeah, me I mean, too. as I much as I hate Suge, as much as I hate Suge, I mean, I gotta give it up to him for uh, kind of correcting things. And Vanilla Ice didn't drop too many albums after that. And when he did, he came out back back as a as pretty much a rock guy, right? <laughs> did he ever like, come late, back? I don't even he did, remember. He, dude. he did come out with like late '90s, I think. It was almost a little bit before, right around the Eminem time when he came out doing like a oh, rock. He's like, album. oh, here's my shot. He's like, oh, I'm being real now. I'm not faking anymore. <laughs> Fucking guy, man. I don't know. Um, I'll just run through a couple other notable, like, early 90s artists here that were white and got some prominence there. Um, House of Pain. Irish, actually. Irish-American group with Everlast. Mr. Whitey Ford himself came out with uh, Jump Around in 92, which became a huge hit. And, um, you know, I don't know too much about House of Pain. Have you ever gotten into House of Pain much? No, not much, man. Uh, I like what I heard. You know, I'm I'm aware of them and I've listened to some Everlast, but uh, I didn't deep dive on those. Yeah, me neither. Too much. Um... But around this time as well is when you definitely started seeing the rock rap mix. Uh, 91, actually, was when Anthrax, which was a, what, heavy, hardcore, heavy metal type of, of group, um, been doing stuff, I think, through the 80s and 90s. But they came out with a song with Public Enemy. So the combination there was, was really starting to change the way people were listening to music, too. So Public Enemy, Anthrax came out with Bring the Noise great song um perfect thing that it's on the tony hawk soundtrack so i remember so many times busting out some sick ass tony hawk moves and listening to bring the noise with them too it was great um icp rock rap 
I never really got into ICP, but they have a huge following. Huge following. And huge. I, I, I think know, it's kind of... You know, um, I, I've never hated on ICP myself or like act or listen to them either. Yeah. You know, I feel like Same. they oh, so much I feel like they occupy their own space and it's kind of the opposite of why Vanilla Ice failed and like these guys have a cult following because I think they just always stayed true to themselves. Yeah. And what they were, you know. Yeah, you could see the influence, they had the love for it, I'm imagining, but they weren't trying to fake a funk. No, not at all, dude. They've they've never broken their character, and it's not like we see other rappers dressing up as clowns. You know what I'm saying? No, exactly. They're fucking doing their thing, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, going to one of these uh, ICP events is like a bucket list thing for me, dude. I'm going to fucking juggle it out one of these days. You can page your face up? Dude, how hilarious would it be to go to one of these? I would fully immerse myself, no doubt about it. Dude, we gotta have, we gotta have a special uh, hip hop history episode where you are live at a uh, ICP concert. I would juggle love to do something up. like that, dude. That would be great, dude. All right, I'm, yeah. I'm down to help sponsor that. So let's make this happen. <laughs> are they still touring? First off, I'm guessing they're still touring oh, sure. out there. I don't even I don't even know if what they're up to anymore. ICP, but I gotta give them props. I don't think they were ever fake. Um. I, I I might have hated them for a little bit around the Eminem ICP beef days, but only okay. in the sense that I thought it was funny how Eminem was bashing them. But again, I never dug deep enough into their anything to to say one way or another how good or bad they were. Yeah, and I don't think Eminem really attacked their music more on a personal level. They just had beef. They're both from Detroit and stuff like that. So. And it, you know, ICP, honestly, think, that's w- within the spirit of hip hop, right? Some beef. Exactly, 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 Egg freak, exactly. Um, and another good rock rap, or a uh, group that was from the early '90s, which I think we talked about a little bit too. But Rage Against the Machine, which I oh, have yeah. listened to a bit of, but I think they uh, were using the rock rap thing perfectly. Again, they weren't being fake. They kind of created their own little niche in it in the genre kind of created their own thing all around but it that's that's a, i think a perfect example there of uh white hip-hop sort of yeah I and do, I, um, I don't know if it's really hip-hop but i have written from personal experience one of the one of the craziest live shows i've ever been to was it was a big hip-hop um festival or not festival so it wasn't multiple days but it was a it was a 14 hour concert and and the headliners the three headliners were cypress hill wu-tang clan and rage against the machine and it was like uh, a bunch of other artists before that that was where i saw like Nas play with the roots i saw mf doom i saw slug i saw all kinds of people here and like everybody went insane for Rage Against the Machine, so like to to not to de- to deny that they're not respected in a hip hop community is like definitely wrong because I literally watched fifty thousand people just you know uh, we went fucking wild for that. It was it was ah, such a good concert, I dude. I fucking love to hear it, man. That's awesome. Um, a couple other fakes who I want to 
put out there. And maybe they're not. Again, I haven't dug into too many of this stuff either, except for knowing the outlying, like, perspective. But, um, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. How would you consider them? It came up as uh, one of the more negative views of white hip-hop in my research. Okay, yep. And, uh, kind of like the the angle that people were taking on this one or that I, I also agree with it was that it was kind of the same time as a vanilla ice yeah and it was a year it, later 91 yeah it, it was almost more of a push by record labels um, to I, I guess falsely push white artists into the hip-hop genre for just like success purposes it, it definitely felt like that. Yeah, like trying to capitalize on some white privilege. Yeah, and I think hip-hop fans real recognize real, if uh, I want to put it out there in that statement. Because, yeah, as as appreciating hip-hop growing up, you could just see like a Marky Mark and say, what the fuck is this corny bullshit, you know? Yeah, like so some hot bitch is sitting on his feet while he does sit-ups in a music so video and shit. Fake, so fake. He Dude. deserved to just stick with being an actor. So he does some good movies. I will give him that for sure. But uh, yeah, the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch thing. Ugh, very cringe. Very cringe. I think he um, even um, he kind of locks up if people bring it up in interviews and stuff. I've seen some like recent years um like interviews where they bring it up and he kind of oh, gets really? a little pissed about it yeah yeah it's oh, almost like great. a time he wants to forget yeah yeah i don't blame him i don't blame him and you're probably right he was probably pushed by the record label i don't remember when when was his brother's group what was that was that he backstreet boy donnie Wahlberg, or oh i don't was even backstreet know Boys? What was, was it the other one what was the other one? Donnie Wahlberg. What was he? I thought he was. He was in one of those boy guy. bands. <laughs> well, they are now, I think, right? Don't they do the Wahlburgers now? Which I want to try. So, I'll, try yeah. I'll try a Wahlburger. But uh, nah, his brother was like one of the Backstreet Boys or something. Maybe not Backstreet Boys. What's the New other kids group? on the block. New Kids on the Block. That's the one. Yeah. They yeah, were right there I around totally the same time. I about that. I think some. I don't know what came first. The New Kids or the Marky Mark thing. But. Maybe it was like Donnie Wahlberg was doing the new kids thing, and then so the you know the record label thing was there with the family, and so Mark they tried to kind of push Mark Mark in the hip hop direction, but he's just it just came off as corny as fuck. Another one I thought was real corny as fuck at the time, Snow. Do you know who I'm talking about? Snow. No. This guy came out with this song. This was the whitest dude ever doing like reggae. So it wasn't just like hip hop, and it was hip hop. There was hip hop stuff, I guess, there. But he came out with this song called Informer. Informer. Oh, yeah, I know what song you're talking about. Okay, all right. I was hoping maybe you would at least recognize the yeah. song. But um, it was actually Canadian. It gets worse. He's Canadian. So he's not just white, he's Canadian, doing more <laughs> reggae than anything, which I think is even worse. All right, all right, all right. I didn't even really think about this, but reggae feels like a black music, right? Am I wrong in For thinking sure. that? Okay. 100%. Um, yeah. White people in reggae doesn't sound right to me. I don't know. It just doesn't... I don't know. Maybe that's... Maybe I shouldn't look at that as we're trying to honor some of the white artists in hip-hop. And I shouldn't be that prejudiced or, or racist, maybe. But white people don't belong in reggae. I, I sound like <laughs> Lord Jamar now. 
I feel pretty confident in saying that, dude. Even though we haven't done any research on reggae, I'm I know. Yeah, <laughs> there's probably tons of white people in reggae. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like they, they started it. it. Oh, white like, music. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't think so, but yeah, you never know. Yeah. All right, so we'll move past that. Um, another one I'll bring up here just to get your opinion on, because they had a couple hits, and there's a couple of their songs that I dig, but at my research put them in the kind of faking a front uh, category. But Limp Biscuit, would you agree really? or disagree with that? Because I think they do, did kind of their own thing. I feel the same. Um, I don't know yeah, enough about I don't... it. I know a couple songs. I don't know. But... Like, I know I mean, I've read... I think... Man, I think Limp Biscuit kind of falls in that category where people made fun of him because it was like the cool thing. Maybe unfairly. Yeah. Okay. You like, know what I mean? Like boys. they were an easy band to pick on, kind of like Nickelback okay. or some shit. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I definitely could see them in that Nickelback kind of category. Yeah. But obviously they were successful. I mean, I think they're still doing shit, right? Probably. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think they still yeah. do shows and stuff. All right. So I think this this was wrong. Whatever article I got that kind of put them in the negative category, I think that's wrong. Limp Bizkit's yeah. all right with me. I'm cool with Limp Bizkit. I think it was also more of that, like, rap rock genre, right? So it wasn't, like, strictly yeah. hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little more hip-hop-y than, say, uh, Rage, but it was sure. um, sort of in that category. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Similar yeah, like, the music right? videos were a little bit more hip-hop, too, I guess. Oh, like yeah, for sure. Kind of not-so-serious style sometimes. Yeah. Now, do you feel, though... That uh, these white artists are stealing an image, per se, um, fairly or not. At least early on, did it feel like they were more stealing an image, like maybe hat backwards type of thing, baggy pants? There, there's different kind of artists where you can you can see they're kind of faking the style as well. I, I think that might have definitely been like the Vanilla Ice type thing. This yeah. whole thing just came off as fake as fuck. It did, and I mean, I feel I like uh, Vanilla Ice was stealing all different kinds of uh, influences throughout the hip hop world. You know, you know, they say his stuff was ghost written. Um, oh, he yeah. didn't grow up in the hood. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, he kind of took influence from uh, um, the style of like MC Hammer. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't think it's fair. Uh, you know, after doing all this research, I don't think it's fair to, like, uh, look at white rappers as a whole. I felt like every artist had their shot, and they were either accepted or they weren't, you know, um, whether, like, that. Okay. like, the realness came through or not. So okay. I think, yeah, because, like, when I was trying to look up, like, negatives of hip-hop, I, you know, of course you hear some, you see some extreme, you know, tweet by somebody or something like that, but that doesn't fucking count. And honestly, like, uh, in this day and age, too, like, the, I guess in the beginning, it was a culture, and it was just starting to grow. And so right. I think it hit white people later, obviously, because this culture grew in, like, the ghettos of uh, the United States. So I think it just hit the white culture later, so it kind of seemed like they were visitors when they first started to enjoy it. I like that. I like that sentiment for sure, because nowadays, and I've been uh, put in that category as well, just for yeah, the way I dress, and I've had uh, I've had the baggy pants and the sideways hat and shit, but it was more so that's just kind of how we grew up. I mean, yeah, 
it wasn't I mean, more than like American oh, I'm culture. Just to take it. Exactly. All right. Exactly. And I and I think the lines definitely blurred their mid late nineties or so early, even early nineties. It was starting to blur a little bit where it wasn't just a black thing. I mean, everyone was enjoying it and it's hard to take that away. You know, you created this music for people to enjoy. Um, and, and well, you're, you're absolutely right though. I mean, it's just, it's such a, a, a niche group of people from either way, either side, really that are, that are putting it down, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, um, some of the, the white artists that I enjoy are probably some of the more successful people in hip hop. And I don't think it's based on race. I think it's on skill and um, realness, skill. you know, like yeah. one of the earlier ones that I have written down for uh, like being one of the most successful white rappers of all time is LP. He started LP? in night. Yeah. He started yeah. in 1992 with company flow and he's Uncrushed still doing stuff right now you know and he's doing stuff under the group run the jewels with killer mike yep and it's just he was always himself the whole time you know and like his his uh subject kind of you know reflected that that he was a he was a white kid that grew up in new york but he also talked about shit like a lot of black rappers didn't talk about like uh you know shit like depression or something like that you know like that wasn't a huge topic in hip-hop so he kind of brought himself and his white experience of hip-hop into the you know into it with him and i think he was respected the entire time all the way through yeah you don't hear any lp hate i don't recall people just negatively putting him down or anything so yeah we should just squash that whole thing because it, it does seem that um yeah, again, the lines got so blurred. It, it just became a music that is more of a journal, you know, for whoever is the artist. And if they are keeping it real and not going out of their way like a Vanilla Ice or Marky Mark to kind of imitate, yeah. um, then uh, you can you can feel that. You, you, you can understand that as a fan of the genre. Again, real recognize real. You can just tell when someone's being authentic or not. For the most part. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. I think All there's right. even like a good discussion talking about um, the negatives that white hip hop artists had to deal with themselves being white, because this is their first time being a minority in pretty much probably most of, the, you know, these artists life. Oh, it's true. I love it. Okay. You know, so if you think about it, a lot of these people probably had a much rockier start than some of the. Um, the black artists that, you know, probably had just easy support from the community or fans or likewise artists and all that. You know, some of these guys, uh, I, I was like reading an article about the Grouch and um, he's one of the the living legends and he grew up in Oakland and he talked about um, in Oakland. It was crazy because hip hop audience was like it was over 95 percent black. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there wasn't like hardly any white guys um, making moves um, mainstream at the time besides the the negative ones that we had known because he started in the mid 90s. And he talked about one of his uh, first performances was at the Black uh, Repertory Theater in Berkeley. And like people were like booing him and throwing shit at him before he even opened his mouth. And um, like the rest of the group, 
you know, are black guys or most of them are black guys. There's one other white dude named Eli. And they had to like tell the crowd like, yo, yo, yo let this guy spit. And then 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 you, then judge. Judge. Then you, you know what I'm saying? Shit. If you don't like so it. they let him spit. And then all of a sudden everyone was like, yo, OK, this guy fucking grew up in Oakland. You know what I mean? Like he's uh-huh. essentially one of us. So he got judged before he even even said anything. So I I think there is like a it's a bigger hurdle. Yeah, a little bit of or a bigger was, hurdle sure. in the beginning, you know. Yes. Because people are already looking at you like, "Oh, who's this guy? Who's this invader?" you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh an- another guy that also had some difficulty in the beginning of his career uh, as a white MC was R.A. the Rugged Man. Are you a Rugged Man oh, fan? Yeah. I, I've not dug into R.A. at all. Um, I remember him being named. My brother's actually a big fan of R.A. I, I think uh, the stuff I've listened to, unfortunately, I don't like his voice that much. Yeah, he's got a, He's got. I mean, he has a voice that oh, no, most people thought he was a black guy. So this was actually kind of what I was going to um, bring up was in the beginning, he sounded so much like a black guy just because he had like a this deep, like raspy voice. And it was um, the record dealers or the record uh, labels. They they wanted to hide Ari the Rugged Man's face from his fans. Ooh, yeah, yeah so, you know what? Because I think I remember when he was breaking on the scene, it was it, you didn't know much about. It was just like the name. The name was on yeah. The That's it. And so they just put his name on. They said they don't. They don't want any pictures of him on his albums or his singles and all this stuff. And they even had a plan to unveil that he was a white MC. Oh, wow. And so they had this idea that um, they were going to do a music video where he was wrapped up like a mummy. And as the song went on and he was rapping, uh, the the you know, the raps would fall off slowly until it finally revealed that he was a white dude. God, and he was like unwrapping yeah, he as was, he rapped to exactly, reveal the to whiteness reveal inside. What the fuck? Dude, so what he record like, label was, was this again? Oh, uh, was it Rhyme Sayers or right something along those lines? It was, was actually, uh, those, like, labels? it was Def Jam, dude. He was on Def Jam. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. So it was Jive Records. Okay, yeah, okay. So it was Jive well, classic yeah. hip-hop record. And then label. Def Jam wanted to sign him, but he actually got into some um, legal trouble, and it, it, like, put his career on hold for a bit. Okay, interesting. But, yeah, dude, so he, like, didn't want to run with that whole idea of uh, unveiling himself as a yeah, white man under crazy. a mummy. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. I'm glad he didn't. I think that would be a little, a little odd and perhaps... Corny, I don't know. Well, how did he end up unveiling that he was white? Because it wasn't out there, I don't think, at first. I think uh, he just ended up independently, you know, releasing stuff in the future, and obviously, as he did live shows and stuff, people kind of figured it out. You start seeing. Yeah. Yes. And then hopefully... Because he he kind of had to go independent after the legal trouble. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to big up this article I found. Because this leads me into voices again. Like I was saying, I didn't, I'm not sure about R.A.'s voice. I, I, I might be thinking of Remedy, maybe. Remedy's the, the white Wu-Tang guy. I don't know. One of the white rappers, I just can't dig the voice. And uh, I hear that a lot about like Eminem, too, that they just don't dig the voice. 
But uh, let me big up this article on TheRinger.com, which I don't know what kind of website this even is, but I found this article called The History of White Rappers, and it breaks down all these different genres and puts uh, 100 white rappers into different categories, like uh, the fast rapping whites or the frat rappers or uh, the unfortunately named, the Northeast, the uh, down south Bubba Sparks type. But one of them is is, uh, the nerds. Nerdcore became a subgenre there, like early 2000s, I think. Um, when I first heard this, it was this dude. It was this dude called MC Chris, who um, actually did some spot guest appearances on Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the Adult Swim Swim comic book or uh, TV show. Um, do you ever watch Aqua Teen? A hundred percent. Okay, so do you remember? The uh, rapping spider. No, I don't remember this one. Oh, MC Candy Pants or something like that. I want candy, bubble gum and taffy. Skip to the sweet shop with my sweetheart Sandy. Got my penny safe, so I'm a sugar daddy. I'm a Hugh Crow and she my Jessica Candy. I want candy. Put it in a pile. With my bitty 50 50 down the line, kind of like close encounters of the cavity kind. I'm talking licorice, kisses, talking chocolate, smiles. I want candy. I got a sugar tooth. Put on your shingle, Sandy, because I want to knock boots. Lick the peppermint stick till the lollipop droops come drop. It don't stop till it's lit, not loose. Okay. But it was MC Chris, and he does a couple other roles where he's like a rapping whatever the fuck, and it's it's hilarious. And just to hear this dude. On the show, I was bugging because he's funny as fuck. First off, his voice is is high pitching and and it goes with the nerdcore you know genre well because he kind of rap like this. You know, he just he sounds kind of like a white guy just rapping and just this high pitched nasally type of voice. But it was a funny character, and then I learned that this is a rapper, so I dug deeper. He actually has this really good song. He does like Star Wars rap. But he has this really good song called Bo- Boba's Vet, where he's That's like Boba Fett talking about his vet that he drives and all this other shit. It's, it's a really good, actually, Star Wars rap. Um, but that was my first like, oh, nerdcore. This is interesting. And then there was this dude that came out called MC Paul Barman. No mistaking that this guy is white. And I got to give these guys respect right off the bat that they aren't like trying to put on a front or anything. Um, to, to you know, it's just they're just being as real as possible. Um, yeah, it's not like nerds. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I, yeah. I don't know if they necessarily totally put on the whole other direction by going totally nerd looking, but just the the voice, the style, the the way they're talking and rapping. It's no denying these are white guys. Um, and I gotta give them respect for doing that. I guess it it's a lot of people enjoy the genre. It's not totally my cup of tea, but this guy Paul Barman did like a MF Doom song. He has songs with like Prince Paul. I don't know how he got all this these successful uh, famous people to do his shit, but um, there's some there's some good nerdcore rappers. MC Lars, have you heard of him? He has some good shit out there. I'm looking at uh, him right now, actually. And then there's a couple that they list that I have no clue, and I might have to check out. MC, uh, MC Frontalot. I don't know about that. I see MC Frontalot. He looks like a super nerd. He's got a tie oh, really? on, black flame <laughs> frame glasses, and a dress shirt. 
That's hilarious. MC Hawkins, yeah. MC Router. Uh, oh, dude, what, what about you? Uh, about what you were saying uh, with the how they got with these uh, artists, these good artists. Yeah. Uh, some of my research turned up that, um, dude, Adult Swim connected a lot of hip hop, and wow, uh, okay. they they were actually um, credited not like doing the deal themselves, but that's why Run the Jewels is together. So they introduced LP and Killer Mike together. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, dude. And then, you know, with the whole, like, Doom and all that. So, like, Adult Doom Swim had, yeah. was very um, interested in, I guess, like, melding hip-hop that they all loved. And, like, they just kind of connected and networked a lot of hip-hop artists together. Get the fuck out of here. Adult Swim breaking down barriers. Big up to Adult Swim of the early 2000s. Yeah, that was, they that always was a had golden songs, era. Dude. Yeah, oh, that, the, yeah, the music, the interstitials and stuff that they used to play yep. with just, like, some dope beats when they just had, like, the black screen where they put some funny shit on there, you know what they said uh-huh. in between the shows. It was always great. Yeah, it was early Aquatine, lab yeah, Madlib, but yeah, then Doom had the Doom takeover where he, like, did a whole week of Adult Swim, just, like, the in-between, you know, uh, introducing the comics, and he came out with the album, uh, Danger Mouse. Which was mm-hmm. straight up just Adult Swim, everything. With the Aquatine Hunger Force shit shits out. in it. Oh, it was amazing. The whole, the yeah. whole jam. Sofa King. It was great. Sofa King. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, well, I did, yeah, I didn't know that that's really where uh, a lot of shit got connected, though. See, that, that, that was just, oh, man. I, that was some golden era TV right there, man. For sure. I used to watch a lot of Robot Chicken and stuff. Robot Chicken was classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Aqua Teen was my shit. C-Lab 2020 was hilarious. I used to love that. Um, Bunch of good shit in there. I don't know. But, Dan, that's that's crazy to know that, yeah, they were really breaking down those barriers. Let's see here. Um, I got a little something on who I think might be the most respected white rapper of all time. And let me know if you agree with this. I but, well hold on, okay. Think, I, I mean, because I, I was, Were you I was immediately, to guess? I was gonna try to guess. I mean, I immediately think Eminem, but that's the too obvious of an answer. So I don't know where you're going now. Never mind. I don't go ahead. All right, before you go, so it's gotta be Eminem. No, you don't think? Paul Wall, Paul Wall. Okay, Texas. Paul Wall is so, okay. All right, I'll give you that. It I mean, was maybe, almost I don't know. non-existent to try to find any hate about Paul Wall online. Dude. Really? Yeah. And it, I saw articles, people talking about Mouth's it. Mouth too shiny. There's my hate. Mouth That's exactly why me, he was loved so much. <laughs> because he was a white guy that grew up black. Oh, straight and up. He, all of his connections were black when he was coming up. And he was just about that life. He was a ghetto dude. He was a ghetto white guy that grew up in a black neighborhood was what happened. And so no one ever questioned him, dude. He just grinded just like the rest of the Houston rappers. 
and no one no one ever said a fucking word about it and he's still i mean he put out uh he's featured on one of the best singles of last year dude which was johnny dang by uh last by year? that mexican ot yep i gotta check this out it's like it's like one of the most played uh hip-hop singles of last year dude get the fuck out of here I didn't know yeah shit, so and i did like uh some research on some of his early career yeah okay and he got started by doing it was like this sub sub genre of hip-hop in houston and what they did was they took freestyles from the radio and they slowed them down and oh, put yeah. them on beats and they called yeah. it chopped and screwed mixtapes yeah when he, he did that on the uh kanye album yep. he was on there drive slow homie Drive slow yeah yeah great uh, great so, song uh-huh and that was on um you know it was on kanye's album but it originally appeared on the people's champ his first uh debut solo oh, debut solo out. album okay yeah, yeah. 2005 major label debut the people's champ and i didn't even yeah. know he came it looks like he's got a start actually coming up with the street team for cash money and no lemon shit and he was yeah a DJ. and then he did some stuff for jeff jam south and then um, did stuff for the radio, and that was when he like fir- he first started freestyling on the radio, and everyone was like, "Yo, who the fuck is this guy?" So yeah, dope. Okay, yeah. Even this article, he says he remains a legend, one who just happens to be white. Okay. Yeah. All right. Enough respect, Paul Wall. What about uh, another guy who I don't think gets much hate? Uh, R.I.P. Mac Miller. Have you yeah, ever gotten too next- much into Mac Miller? Oh, go ahead, go um, ahead, because I don't have all the... I don't know too much. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I I didn't go super deep on Mac Miller, but there are uh, a few songs of his that I absolutely love. So I, I'm, I'm a fan of Mac Miller, dude. Um, one of them is called Coming Back. It was on Domo Genesis album, who was uh, an artist from Odd Future. Uh, he had a song with Mac Miller called Coming Back, and that, I love that track. And then he also had a good song called Dang featuring Anderson Pack, who's kind of like a more R&B style right, artist, yep, but yep, R&B yep. hip hop. I love Anderson Pack. So he's made some really good shit. And looking into his career, he started out um, in a phase of hip hop, which they called the frat rap phase. And I can see that. Okay. This was predominantly white in terms of like fan base and you know who it was for and the reason that this uh like genre even existed was the rise of soundcloud soundcloud allowed all these independent rappers to put out all of their music and capture like i guess these niche markets you know or or or, a target audience a niche target audience yeah and frat rap happened to be you know white college kids so it was never a huge popular um mainstay hip-hop genre actually almost everybody that's from that phase besides mac miller is kind of frowned upon because oh wow really well just they weren't uh i guess they were never really accepted as true hip-hop because of like the content or like the subject of their matter and it was really only listened to by college kids so never hit mainstream I think that's still ahead of its time, though, because as you see record labels and the record industry, uh, music industry all around has absolutely changed. Um, yes. So the the SoundCloud streaming stuff was sort of ahead of its time for getting people out there. And I think a lot of artists got out of, you know, got known from SoundCloud. Oh, 100%. 
Yeah, just allowed pretty much anyone to try music, I guess, or, you know, take and their shot. And put it out there, yeah. And, yeah, Mac Miller was able to kind of transcend that, uh, the frat rap genre and make it mainstream. And he also evolved and changed his style. That's what I hear. And he was, uh, wasn't he pretty gifted as, as far as just being a musician, playing a lot of instruments and stuff? Too? He was, yeah. Yeah. And, so much uh, respect. All right. Another thing I read about him was that his debut solo album, Blue Side Park, um, it had uh, 144,000 first week initial sales, which uh, debuted at the top of the Billboard 200. And it was the first independently independently distributed debut album to do so since the Dog Pound's Dog Food in 1995. Dad, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, I mean, he was doing his own thing, you know, and did it independently. Um, And, he, yeah, he, like you were saying, he was a student of music. I, I think this is a dude that I definitely have to get into. Yeah. I need and to, it's uh, a shame that he is no longer with us, and that seems to have hit a lot of people hard, a lot of his fans, because, uh, I, I mean, I hear a lot about Mac Miller, and I just haven't gotten the time yet to dig deep into the discography, but it sounds like he was doing his thing, and yeah, he was just a great, I mean, uh, one great of, artist all around. One of his big subject matters was uh, addiction, dude. And, yeah. You know, that's how we lost him was addiction so i I do need to go back and listen a little bit deeper but uh there are quite a few songs of his that i love okay okay we have to throw them our way check out our discord we might have some of this stuff posted up in music uh channel so did you get a chance to listen to any atmosphere or slug on your cruise you know what i listened to honestly what ended up happening is i didn't get as much time to listen to all these albums that i wanted to because i downloaded (laughs) for sure like a bunch of great stuff um what caught my attention more so was felt Felt, which i was really digging felt because that's um uh school me again here mers and uh slug right correct yep Okay, okay, just making sure I'm on the right track here. Yeah, and they and, do, uh, uh, Slug's the white guy, guy, right? So it's, yes, uh, well, so, I'm, so I'm fitting in with the category of the week. Yeah, well, this is exactly why I'm bringing this up. So Slug um, has consistently made the list for top white rappers. He is, I see uh, why. He's very good. <laughs> he's a part, um, he is part white, part African American, and part Native American. Oh wow! Okay, so I don't know so, if we can keep him in this. <laughs> so, well, I, I'm bringing it up because technically, one thing I learned too, I'm just throwing it in there, was that Drake is half white. I didn't even know that. Yeah, so yeah technically, he should white. be on this show, but he's not going to be on this show. I think Logic too. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely Logic. Logic, although he, race. Yeah. yeah, we had the whole exact. Yeah, we have the whole thing. You know, oh, that's another thing with with Logic. <laughs> Yeah. He's white as fuck looking, I will say. He is. But he goes off with the N-word like crazy. And I kind of wanted to throw that topic out there. What do you feel about white rappers using the N-word? It's not that prominent, but Logic goes wild with it. And he can, obviously. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of crazy though. It's kind of <laughs> whenever I hear him going off like that, I'm like, oh man, woof. Makes me feel like I can use the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I don't have that half black, so well, you I can't, can't. I can't say that. I don't know. Can I? Yeah, Is it, that's dude. a topic. Can white people say the n word? I grew up in a neighborhood where everyone said it, dude, and I'm See, Asian we, I grew and up half white it too. See, I kind of yeah. grew up saying it. I mean, that's yeah, kind of yeah. how our, I wasn't. I wasn't in the roughest part of town or anything growing up. But I mean, we grew up with hip hop, and that's just that was just our our kind of life, you know. And we were rapping yeah. and spitting freestyles all the time, and it happens because that's what we were listening to. And then there's just such a negative connotation to it, of course. Now and you got to worry about being canceled and everything else. Uh, I think people are just too sensitive. It's a word, right? I don't know. It's a word. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I, in my experience, only... you just got to be, um, you probably, you with can the get people using it around. That's very true, too. Yeah. Uh, people are going to take it the wrong way. And I think that's more the worry than anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood. So, yeah, you, was, you you could say it anyway. You're dark enough to say it. Yeah. And I mean, like, you see artists like uh, like that Mexican OT I was talking about. He's a Mexican rapper from um, Houston. He says the mm-hmm. N-word, like, all the time. And uh, I watched, like, a documentary on him the other day, and he drops it, like, all the time when he's speaking. Really? Not just in his raps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. And he's That's hanging funny. with a bunch of black people, you know? And nobody, welcome, nobody bats an eye because they grew up with him. And, you know, they all probably said it together he's so. probably darker too though right um, get the a pa- little bit but I'm you telling could, you, you tell bro. he's mexican he wears a cowboy hat and he's he's mexican oh, you know yeah it's actually a pretty funny look you see this fat mexican dude in cowboy boots <laughs> with like gold chains on in a grill and he's dropping the n-word dude it's actually i love him so much he's like my favorite right now yeah that's awesome all right you'll have to throw but, me some yeah. uh, tracks of his to uh, right. check out has brother Yo. ali ever uh dropped the n-word He's Ali's as white black. as you can be. Wait, 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 wait. Is he black? I know he's albino. He's, so he's, he's albino. white, technically, but yeah. I, I got to start listening to it. I mean, uh, I, I did not realize. I thought he was just a white albino. You know what I mean, culturally. Oh, I guess, no, he is white. I thought you just say he's black. You know, now you can't he, take no, I just looked you it can't up. Take it back. So, yeah, he says no, he's white. Um, So. This is why I, I want to hear he him has, use the N word. He has a that's what I he want. has a black wife, and so he has black kids. She can say it then. All right. Yeah, and because uh, I remember uh, listening to some of his songs talking about uh, um, raising a black daughter. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or no, dear black son. How is dark the name is his daughter? Song. Is there pictures of his daughter out there? I don't want to look up pictures of celebrities' kids because it's a little creepy. I think always. Right, but I kind of want to see. I don't want to put the, that in my search history. Let's hope it's one of these images. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just see which side of the tree that fell on, though. Yeah. It's not a good question to put it with the what albino white daughter guy and a black girl. Yeah. What happens there? That's interesting. All right, all but right. yeah, no. So I don't think I've ever heard Brother Ali say that word in his lyrics. Okay, I'm just curious. Just, just yeah, curious now. Now I'm just curious about. Who all use the N word, dude? I think the pendulum has swung back. You know, you think? I think so. We're taking the word back, bro. Yeah, I think it's calm. Like things have calmed <laughs> down, and people are less complaining. I don't know, bro. There's some people who are a little crazy about it still. So I've heard. Just say that. 
All right, we'll yeah. move on from the <laughs> move on from the N word. <laughs> it still kind of upsets me though. Like I, I did hint at this earlier, I mentioned it again. But Lord Jamar came out and he seems to be I think he's a five percenter, which is very black oriented, if I'm not mistaken. The the nation of the five percent, right? Do you know anything about five percent nation? It's a very like African centric type of mentality. Black man is God, this and that. Um, but he seems to have a problem with Eminem. And not too long ago, it might have been around 2020, 2021, something like that, he came out and said controversially that Eminem is just a guest in the house of hip hop. To which Eminem retorted on a couple songs. Um, and then Lord Jamar came back and said things in some interviews or whatever. Um, oh, and famous Lord Jamar is, um, uh, from brand Nubian. If uh, anyone out there does not know, which is a very, uh, which was a very successful, um, late eighties, early nineties, hip hop group, native tongues oriented, I believe, um, some great songs, slow down. One of my favorite yeah, with tracks X. of all time, Sadat X fucking killing it. But uh, that became a big controversy, and that's pretty much the most recent. And again, it hasn't really cropped up too much. So I think when it happened a couple years ago, it did kind of get the conversations brewing again. Like, well, why why is he saying this? But I think most people are taking Eminem's side in this whole uh, battle there, because it is at this point it's open to everybody. I mean, it's just gotten too large to contain to to one culture, one race. I mean, uh, it's it's music at this point. Yeah, it is, and yeah, everything evolves, right? You know, so yeah. I think it's a like you said, you can't gatekeep mentality. it forever. Gatekeep, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was probably a little easier back in the day to gatekeep in the beginning, but sure. you know, at the end of the day, it, too many people loved it for it to not spread. Yeah, I'm totally with it, bro. Yeah, I mean. To touch more on Eminem, Eminem is just uh, you yeah, know the we go example there? of yeah yeah right, a let's get bit. Into Eminem because yeah that's um probably one of my favorite white rappers I will yeah. say one of my favorite rappers all in all and the truest to himself too very true to himself he's not faking any fronts out there and he raps about his life again he is and he's talented at writing. Um, he's studied, he's loved hip-hop for, you know, as long as he's probably been really getting into music, and it shows, he has an incredible talent for it, um, and it all just, it all just came into, I don't know, he, he was in the perfect spot, the perfect time, the history there with Dr. Dre kind of co-signing his existence in hip-hop propelled him his content um might have been like a uh a little controversial so that didn't hurt but uh everything just worked out perfect as far as his entry into hip-hop and um i think he definitely broke a lot of those grounds and ended a lot of that conversation uh, except for lord jamar about whites and hip-hop yeah i think he was uh kind of like the trailblazer for you know modern white hip-hop artists 
Oh, for sure. And so many imitators at this point. Yeah. Um, but uh, almost yeah, all mainstream that came before him was kind of considered uh, a little poserish, you know? Yeah, um, you definitely had an argument to make that it could be posers for sure. Yeah. And then when Eminem comes on the scene and he's talking about mental illness and trailer parks and mm-hmm. wanting to kill his mom, it was like, okay, well, this isn't, you know, a guy pretending to be black. This is a guy that's rapping about his life and is really fucking good at it. So good. Yeah. So and I, when I first heard it, I didn't know he was white at first because I heard him on like a stretching Bobito or I think it was DJ SNS mixtape back in like 98 or so. Um, like the year before he really started blowing up. And um, yeah, I had no clue what he was. I didn't care because he had this hilarious lyric. He was on this jam with a couple other guys and uh, he had some funny lyrics and he was saying some wild shit that I didn't hear really rappers saying. And that, that drew my attention immediately. I'm like, what the fuck? This guy's fucking wild, dude. I love this. This is hilarious. Went to Bible class with a gun, blasted a nun. Fuck hell, Satan sent my ass to the sun. I wasn't born, I was hatched. Dumped in the trash with a note attached. Saying someone please whip this brass ass. I never gave a rat's ass or a blind fuck. Drive a drunk in a fire truck with the siren stuck. Slamming the brakes, getting out cause the tires suck. Went to pull you off my dick and got the fire stuck. You better run cause I'm probably the only one crazy enough to shoot your ass with a knife and stab you with a gun. I like fire, you might see me started. I'm slightly retarded. I miss my sanity since the night we departed. And then um, like the next year when My Name Is came out, he almost became like an instant star right there. Um, he was everywhere at that time. Everywhere. 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 Yeah. And yeah, the Dr. Dre thing, MTV was just at a perfect stride for this kind of thing because you had like the Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears is coming out and he was that he was that perfect like antagonist to that. You he know, was. so he made the fun people of all who were them. Yes, the people who were sick of the pop scene and everything. This voice came out and No Holds Barred just attacked all the pop artists did it in a hilariously creative way and just turn heads and it, it was over right there i mean yeah that was it that was it and i mean at the time too you know for people that didn't grow up in this period like the boy bands and like pop female singers were everything at this time like you walked into a teenage girl's room and you saw their entire wall had fucking nsync boys uh or you know backstreet boys fucking 98 degrees it was everywhere and then eminem came on and was like started just taking shots at all of them and i was like yes dude yes you. he was yeah. a champion for us that he was sick of that crap we were so it was so easy to get on board and thank god he's kept it real and he's gone through quite an amazing adventure himself the ups and downs and sharing his life with us because in him from his perspective he's had struggles even with fame and uh he always puts it out there you know and that's one thing Mm -hmm. that i just love and respect not just about eminem but about hip-hop in general and like I mentioned, it's 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 a journal. And that's why I love doing hip-hop, because you can put your thoughts down, you can get your emotions out there. Um, 
I, I unfortunately, one of my biggest regrets in my life, unlike Mac Miller, is not learning an instrument or learning even to read music. So this was music that anyone can jump into. Um, not everyone can master it or be good at it, but, um, I love hip hop for that. And, oh man. And it, and it's just, I don't know. It's crazy, man. And the way he just puts it all out there and, and shares his life like that, um, has been an amazing thing. It's just like reading a great book, just listening through all his albums and the story. Yep. The narrative that he provided. I mean, he talked about everything. He was not scared to hide any part of his life. No, not at all. Uh, opened up a lot of doors. And, you know, he's also, he gets a lot of credit for writing very black verses for black hip-hop artists. Like, um... um Dr. Dre shit. Dr. Dre, still Dre, I believe he wrote that for Dre. Oh, yeah. I think any track that he's on with Dre, and you can kind of tell because the style. Yeah. Eminem definitely goes for it, that shit. Do you know any other stuff that he definitely might have goes for it? Um, not off the top of my uh, head. I think there's some stuff, but yeah, I don't, I'm not sure either, to be honest. There was something I read. I only read like the headline of it, but there was something talking about ghostwriting for Kendrick or Kendrick ghostwriting for him or something. Now, I can't see Eminem having anyone ghostwrite for him. I can't see that with Kendrick either. But there was some kind of weird Kendrick. He wrote Eminem for OB Trice. Oh, did he really? Uh, yeah, Got Some Teeth, which I love that track. He wrote, uh, let's get high on, you know, Dr. Dre and Corrupt. Uh, I'm, you might have heard that song where he's like, let's get high, high, get high, high, all my ladies. I think I, I, I off the top, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Let's see what else. Uh, Hello, Ice Cube fe- featuring Dr. Dre and MC Ren. Uh, he wrote a song for Lloyd Banks, 50 Cent, Hands Up. Damn, where did you um, see this list? I right, keep going. Uh, it says uh, top 10 songs you didn't know were written by Eminem. That's fucking nuts. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Uh, New Day 50 Cent featuring Alicia Keys and Dr. Dre. Wow. Okay. Um, forgot, uh, forgot about Dre. What was the one we brought up? And then uh, Tupac running, dying to live. Tupac featuring the, the notorious B.I.G. Wait, what? Yeah, 2003. Wait, so this... What are we talking see about? here. Wait, wait, wait. How did Eminem ghostwrite for Tupac? Or Biggie? Wait, what? I know the song Running. I think that, uh, that's produced. He produced. Because I think he helped yeah. produce, like... He helped produce some of the Biggie album, I believe, that came out. Was that Born After Death, maybe? The one that he's on? And I think he was in charge of, like, compiling or doing something with a whole Tupac album, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so this, what I was reading about, uh, Running, Dying to Live, uh, was yeah. it was obviously um, after death, but they brought on Eminem to, uh, I guess, go through Tupac and Biggie's music and create a song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Interesting. And that was Running? Because I know yeah. the song Running with Tupac and Biggie, and it, it's pretty decent. I remember hearing that way back in the day. 
Yeah, so I guess it's safe to say he didn't write it, but he put it together. Right, 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 right. But yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, the, so he's put in some fucking work. Yeah, oh my god. It, 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 the talent is crazy. Um, and he's not a horrible producer either. Uh, some of the tracks, some of his beats are a little samey. I don't know if that's the word even, but um, but he has some fucking bangers of beats too. Um, but you know that the Eminem and Jay Z track "Renegade." I don't know if you know the track. If you heard it, you'd probably be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, that was actually an Eminem and Royce the Five Nine song. Jay Z like like I don't know. He hooked up with Eminem, and I think on it. Royce even said like, "Ah, nah. If you're gonna be on with Jay, yeah, he can take my verse." So they cut Royce's verse out there. And if you YouTube it, you can find the original. Um, Eminem and Royce version of it, but uh, yeah, that was produced by Eminem and Jay Z took over Royce's lines on there and did his verse. Okay, and then yeah, it ended up the on Jay Z's album too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, Jay Z's horrible. Yeah, me either. <laughs> me either. Fuck Jay Z. Maybe we'll have to nice. force ourselves to dive in on Jay Z one of these days for oh, one of these episodes. I think we will just research. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, definitely. We definitely reinforce will. our hatred. Yes. Okay. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. We might come out of it, Jay Z fans, bro. I might join the Illuminati after listening to some of this Jay Z shit, bro. I'll go up to Bohemian Grove. We can meet up there and uh, get initiated. Yeah. No. <laughs> Listen to some white reggae <laughs> while we're at it, dude. <laughs> oh God, dude! And another thing uh, worth bringing up for Eminem is uh, Shade Four Five, dude. Oh, he's literally I, created probably the greatest current hip hop radio station. Absolutely, exactly. Which yeah, highlights? I would, I would consider Eminem a pillar artists. of hip hop, dude. He's he's become a pillar. Yeah. He's absolutely become a pillar. He is the white rapper. I agree. I, if I gotta say so myself. Many and have come and gone. Undoubtedly the most many successful too. Absolutely the most successful. Won how many awards? God knows. Um and even the movie. Shit. Eight Lose miles. yourself. That's the that's the modern Rocky. Yeah. Great movie. And that won <laughs> Grammys. He was, he was the first hip hop artist to win a Grammy. Um and and he even will admit this. A lot of his success and fame are is probably because he is white, because he reaches more of the white audience as well. But I think in most at least somewhat popular hip hop shows, and I forget the exact stat, I think it was like seventy percent of the audience you're gonna see is White. Now, can you confirm this? Because you are the hip hop uh, concert goer. Um, like show think? wise, yeah, the, the actual live shows. Uh, what do you think the audience all, like comprises any, of? Of any I think show? most. I think the majority of mm. them. I don't know what the breakdown was, but I just heard that a lot of hip hop shows you're looking at probably a seventy percent white audience. Yeah, uh, there was definitely, I mean, and I also went to a lot of underground hip-hop, which was, uh, there was a lot of white that, underground hip-hop fans. Oh, okay, okay, I was gonna um, say, because that might be different, but okay. Yeah. But it might go along but, the same lines anyway. Yeah, and but it differed with, like, gangster rap 
in my opinion. I think gangster rap was a was more um black or okay. Mexican, you know what I mean? Like you saw uh Well, wow, the Mexican more... what's his name concert, sure, sure, lots of Mexican. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, you know, like going to like something, you know, I've seen Cypress Hill, like I said. Obviously, a little bit different demographic comes out to see Cypress Hill for that show. Right. I guess, like, uh, in a general sense, yeah, man, I would almost, like, throw it up, like, 50-50. Okay, all right. So, the fucking articles are are lies, bro. Don't believe that shit. It's a much more mixed crowd. These might be old articles. I don't know. I was also insanely intoxicated at every single one of these shows. So you don't remember what anybody looked like, to be honest. Yeah, okay, dude. Well, all I right. didn't see any color, dude, you're when not I was at the these best. shows. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, so you're not the best um, um, reporter for that. Yeah, I, did, right. I forgot to take my race notes, dude, when I was in my 20s. <laughs> oh, fuck, I love it. All right, um... I mean, we pretty much honored the whites in uh, hip hop as much as we can. What other, you got any other uh, any big notable white hip hop uh, notes there? I do. I guess one last thing uh, yeah, I'll bring yeah, up was: uh, Are you familiar with Macklemore? Oh my God! All right. Um. They, yeah. Okay. Let, we can get into the Macklemore. There is. Some- stuff i've actually yeah. seen macklemore i didn't go to see macklemore okay but i've seen macklemore live in concert and i barely have gone to any concerts in my entire life um but yeah of course macklemore thrift shop uh that other jam that he has a real hype jam which mm-hmm. i have used to work out to um but yeah yeah, yeah. all right what you got on macklemore because so he, he seems to be put in the negative category on a lot of these articles. I will say the show was pretty hyped, to be honest. But it was a good show? Yeah. It was not, um, a, not a bad show. So when reading about Malcolm Moore, I, I've heard his music. Uh, I'm not a huge fan, so I didn't listen to a lot of it. I did listen to some this week because I wanted to you know, Ooh, kind of immerse okay. myself in dude, my entire... Uh, Spotify playlist is all white rappers <laughs> for the entire week. I look so racist fuck, right now, dude. They're like, oh my god, this guy hates black hip-hop. Like, <laughs> your Spotify rap next year is gonna be uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, when I was reading about Macklemore, um, people is he aren't necessarily negative about his music in general. Um, people just, uh, what I was, uh, picking up is that they think that Macklemore is probably one of the worst examples in terms of succeeding due to white privilege Ooh, and not necessarily his fault. You know what I'm saying? Like it was almost like a, like a natural progression or an invisible hand, like pulling his career in a trajectory. And, uh, one of the most notable, instances of this is the fact that in the 2014 Grammy Awards, Macklemore won a best rap album of the year with his album, The Heist over ahead of Kendrick Lamar's good kid, Mad City. Yes. Which is considered like damn near a masterpiece and is and good kid. Mad City is one of my favorite albums of all time. Like I love that fucking album. Yes. That's on my must listen to list must. And I listened to the heist this week because i was like okay because i've listened to good kid mad city a hundred plus times you know so i listened to the heist to see why uh 
it beat. I mean, he had and you're disgusted most, that he it, won in terms of raw hip hop. Yes, uh, uh, there's undoubtedly he he had major pop, hits that though. year. Yes, he's his, a pop artist. I think his more singles so than were a huge, artist. dude. His singles were fucking huge. I mean, yeah. just the amount of listens that some of his shit has is kind of crazy. So I can kind of see why he won, but I don't think it was warranted. And whoever votes for these Grammy Awards, uh, I think they should be ashamed of this. And honestly, I feel like they put him in a hard spot. I would say so for sure, because I don't think that's necessarily what he was after. He would probably say, or didn't he? Did he say, what were you saying? He was bragging or something? No, he but, wasn't uh, bragging. All right, there was something he did to Kendrick. Oh, he, he, I did read that he had sent a text to Kendrick. Okay, yeah. Um, and he was saying, like, he shouldn't have won the award. Something like that. It was, like, uh, apologetic. Oh, no, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't about. Okay, here's what he said. All right, I just got, because I, I was going through my thing, too. I wanted you to, he said, I wanted you to win. You should have. Seattle rapper texted the Compton MC. So, um. He see he, even he realized it. You're right. They put him in a tough spot. I don't think he was trying to be a hardcore hip hop street level type of MC. He, I mean, I, I don't know. Like the Macklemore thing's currently. hard to. It, it's hard to because uh, I've seen the guy and I. I will say I enjoyed the the the, the show that he put on. He yeah. did a good job. It got me hype. Um, I didn't know much honestly about it except for Thrift Shop before going to the thing. Um, but I came out with a little bit of respect for him. He keeps it real to himself. Uh huh. I will say, I don't know. I don't want to put the guy down. He's fine. Another thing is you don't get nominated for a Grammy if you're trash, you know? Yeah, exactly. So he's up there and he's made good music. There's no denying that it may not be my music or my favorite genre of hip hop or. Yeah. I um, I will tell you though, that dude can bust live fast shit bro like that's dope, he was dude. spitting it's... fast as fuck on some of these fucking songs i'm like holy shit he's 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 got some good breath control and everything else he's he has a good stage presence i'll definitely give him that yeah one of my big respects to people that do it live is i love it when they don't have like a hype man like filling in their um gassed out words you know what yeah. i'm talking about Oh yeah, was he one of oh, those yeah. where he just kind of did it his own without the? For the most part, nah, he still had. He st- yeah, he still had someone saving his breath. And to be honest, I don't. As someone who raps, I, I, I'm not a live rapper per se or anything uh-huh. to do big shows or anything. But it's tough, man. It would be tough. Oh yeah, and even Eminem, one of the best in the game and a great uh, live performer as well. He's he has someone saving, you know, filling sure. in some of his lines so he can catch a breath. It's way different when you have the time in the studio to do take after take to to cut in on yourself so that you have that full line and trying to make it sound, you know, effortless. Yeah, live is a whole different fucking beast, man. So a whole different. How beast, many yeah. artists? I, you you go to the live shows, so you do see some artists who don't use any kind of hype man at all, and they're spitting shit yeah. on that level, though. Yes, uh, that's shocking saw... to me. And you gotta let me know that video because that's one much respect. One of the f- uh, shows I saw that uh, it really stood out to me was I saw Brother Ali open for Slug. 
And both okay. of those guys came up on stage solo, dude, and they <laughs> fucking destroyed. I mean, That's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, they the, do not smoke cigarettes, do they? They're oh, Slug does big time. Dude, does he really? He, oh god, he's just a fucking performer, dude. He's a performer. <laughs> oh, Slug is seriously one of the best live artists I've ever seen. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's great, dude. I've seen him so big many times slug. and. He just knows how to work his crowd, and he fucking kills all of his songs, dude. Man, okay. Yeah. Yeah, some of the people suck, dude. Some people are fucking terrible. And they need, like, a ton of hype men. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you see that a lot from great artists, too. So I can't you do, totally yeah. hate on that. It's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. And you as a fan, you never know. It could be the tail end of a long fucking tour, you know, and they're just, like, tired yeah, so and many beat elements. down. Yeah. yeah. So many elements there, man. For sure. So, all right. All right, white people. Do we like them? My answer is still no. <laughs> no, yeah. no, of course. Show dude. over. You fuck know. white people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, after no, I'm looking guy. into this, I had a lot of fun looking into this. I listened to a lot of dope music um, on this subject. And um, my findings is that the worst part of uh, like um, white rapper hate comes from the fans, dude. It's yeah. not necessarily like inner hip hop beef. It's just like fans not being able to step outside their comfort zone or just judging before they even uh, listen. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. To the Lord yeah. Jamar's out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just chill, bro. Yeah. Just chill. And then, oh, you know, handle it like anybody else would. Throw out a diss track. See if you're better than that person. I mean, Eminem has uh, ended a lot of careers with diss tracks, you know, because people have come at him. True. So, Fucking you know, some beast, of them man. are built for it. Yeah, yeah. I think hip-hop would be lesser mm-hmm. without uh, the, a lot of the white rappers we uh, listed off tonight, dude. LP, you know, Mac Miller, Paul Wall. Well, look at the Eminem. shit we talked about. Uh, my favorite group, the Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. Again, re-listening and, and through our show and re-listening to that early West Coast, NWA, Eazy-E, Ice Cube in particular, like, the influence was insane. Like, when I heard that Ice Cube, uh, what was his group, his first group uh, called? Uh, oh, CIA? CIA. Listening to Ice Cube's CIA album or EP, I was blown away how much that was a Beastie Boys album, really. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, like I remember same... you saying how much of a knockoff that <laughs> it's, was. It's insane, bro. Like, it's so licensed to ill. Uh, and the, the influence is, is beyond belief. And Well, he even samples it, so he's given homage as much as anything, but it's just crazy. Like, his whole cadence and flow and delivery is just straight up. And even some of the content, it was just straight up Beastie Boys. So that influence is all around from... Uh, from white guys. Yeah. Yeah. Big up the whites. Hey. Big up to the whites. There's uh nothing wrong with being white. No. Well, no. <laughs> oh God. I'm half white myself. You're not half white, bro. Oh <laughs> I swear, dude. 
<laughs> I mean, it doesn't show. Like, when the police pull me over, I'm definitely not white. Yeah, you're still Asian when the police pull you over. 100%, dude. Well, they think yeah. I'm Mexican because I'm brown Asian. Really? Oh, dude, 100%, 100% of the time they think I'm Mexican. Get out of here. You got to wear oh, a yeah. cowboy hat. I should. Yeah, get a grill. Yeah. Start dropping oh, the N-word the like grill. that Mexican OT. Just throw the N-word out there. Yeah. <laughs> telling you, man, you got uh, yeah. car blanche to do it. Yeah. Well, shout out to uh, when I first met you in voice chat, and I thought you were black for about five months, dude. I hear that all the time. I, I, yeah. I And again, I, it's not necessarily anything being put on. It's just how I grew up. That's just the connotation. Um, then I, I don't know. I don't know. Hip hop is a lifestyle more than anything, I think. It is. It really and is. I'm glad I grew up in it. Fuck absolutely, bro. Absolutely. White, black, and in between. Everything is hip hop. Can be hip hop. Hey, RS1 was right. Life is hip hop. If you embrace it or not, and how you mm-hmm. choose to flaunt it. All right. I don't know. I'm out of white notes, bro. It's all written on white paper, but I'm out of white notes. <laughs> Throwing that yeah, to was... the side. I any, was... any, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Any, <laughs> uh, any uh, closing uh, arguments or otherwise? Nah, man. Oh, you know what? Okay, right, well, let's close it off with. Uh... Oh. <laughs> nah, <go ahead. laughs> Who, who's your uh, your white rapper? Uh, l- let's say who's your my, uh, Mount Whitemore of rap rappers? <laughs> your top four, dude. <laughs> Wow, I mean, four faces my, up there. Who you nah, put up? Well, my, I gotta put up my my white rappers, which would be the Beastie Boys. There's my three, and Eminem would be my four, I guess. Okay, if I have to put it that way. Respect, because <laughs> Beastie Boys. Honestly, well, it's weird, but Beastie Boys and the Beatles are are my two favorite bands. They're tied. It depends on the day. I don't know. Different genres, totally different eras, a little bit, but um. Um, but yeah, Eminem's definitely up there as far as white rappers, so I guess I have to kind of put those three in there. Beastie Boy and Eminem. Okay. Fuck with that, dude. Or IPMCA. What's your white more? White. Yeah, Mount Whitemore. That's what I Mount Whitemore. Yeah, I love it. I'd go LP, Paul Wall, Eminem. And the Grouch. Ooh, wow. Okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's my that's my four there. Thought you were gonna slug up there, bro. Well, he's not. He's not white. Remember, he's part. Oh yeah, that's right. And a Native American. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He doesn't even belong. We shouldn't even talk. Yeah. I'm editing out anything. Anytime we mention <laughs> slug, I'm sorry. Yeah, dude, his attitude is kind of funny about it because, like, you know, uh, one of the articles I read, they were like, how do you feel about being put on best white rappers of all time lists, like, all the time? And he goes, yeah, I don't really fucking care. You know, he, he just doesn't <laughs> give a shit. Yeah, He's like, good. I don't care about race, dude. Like, you know, he goes, eh, people think I'm white, but whatever. You know, what am I supposed all, to do? All like, that matters is, motherfucker, be nice. I think that's yeah, what it's nice. all boiled down to. Which, uh, check that song out with uh, The Grouch. Speaking of, he's out. He's the Grouch, yeah. Oh, wait more. Chilling up there, but he does his, yeah, it's great song. Be nice. Murs. 
Who's the other? Wait, who's the third dude? Is that just the producer? Uh, the third dude, dude was the playing producer. the yeah, bass he was playing the guitar or yeah, yeah bass. Yeah. I did post a a song the other day in that same channel with Ari the Rugged Man and Slug. That was a good oh, one. Oh, I gotta check that out. Okay, I might have yeah. missed that one, but yeah, you uh, just scroll up a little bit. It's there. Not yeah, it oh, was I'm, called. I see it. Uh, Golden, Golden Oldies, Oldies. featuring yeah. Slug. Okay. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a white guy. Yeah, right. right. Like, I mean, everybody knows, everybody thinks it, and it's like pretty clear why. <laughs> Looking straight at him, you know. I'm like, hold huh? on, I'm playing this real quick. This in the background. I don't hear if this is the dude's voice who I'm thinking of because my brother keeps. There's this white rapper for sure, and I'm thinking it's Ra. Ra is it Ra or Ra? Ra. I think it's Ra. It yeah. is Ra. It's two yeah. periods there. Okay. Um. If it was just his voice or not, hold on here. Let's see. He's got like a deep voice. Mm. Yeah, I'm listening now. <laughs> I don't think that's who it was. All right, I gotta get ask my brother. There's some white rapper that he keeps trying to put me on to, and I'm just like, I don't know. He's all right. I just don't dig the voice. And then my brother says the same thing about Eminem. So it's it's weird. Like my brother can't stand Eminem, and mostly he says I just don't like his voice, which I can sort of <laughs> understand too. It is a nasally kind of thing, but I don't know. I'm I, you can't forgive the skills, right? It's crazy. That's right. My brother's wrong on this one. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Hate to say it, but you're wrong. You gotta listen to more Eminem. <laughs> he's 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 good. Trust me. Ah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's it. I hope you enjoyed our uh, white people in hip hop episode. Um, they belong. I'm saying it. Yeah, dude, Knight that was a lot does of not fun. want white people in hip hop, but I'm all for it. It's fine with me. Yep, I will white aside, Like I said, my whole playlist was all white this entire week, dude. Yeah. It was fucking fire. <laughs> it was fire all week. Honestly, I listened to some really good shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't listening to Mark. I mean, the the weak ones didn't last. So I, I no. think that's that's telling that the uh, industry self corrects and the fandom self corrects the uh, the music. Thankfully, we still don't have a Vanilla Ice and Marky Mark out there or a Snow. <laughs> Imagine if the Coastal Wars was like Marky Mark versus fucking Vanilla Ice or something instead of Tupac Biggie. <laughs> Yo, what bro. a different universe we'd grow up in. <laughs> exactly. It would be a totally different world. Mm-mm-mm. Definitely a hip hop world. All right. Uh, that is it, man. We're going to move on. Uh, next episode, which might be out in a, in a couple weeks. We will see here. But um, next episode, we're going to start digging into albums. And uh, we want to kind of just give our review, give our deep dive, do some research into maybe the creation or, um, you know, track by track breakdown. We might even do talk a little bit about some of the ins and outs of, uh, certain albums. And next episode, we will be going into Wu Tang forever. June 3rd, 1997. One of the most anticipated albums of that year, if not uh, right around that time in general. But uh, I remember the hype coming from, uh, you know, coming for that album. So uh, it's going to be very nostalgic going back. We're going to listen to this thing. And uh, then we're going to talk about this thing. 
stay tuned to hear about Wu-Tang Forever. How hype were you for Wu-Tang Forever? Just a little sneak preview. Oh, super hype, dude. Right? Uh, yeah, I I love Wu Tang so much. I'm excited to like go back and listen. I you know I know I've listened to the album too. so yeah. many times before, but it's been a long time since I like sat down and like listened to the album. Like well, when it first came out, you know. I'm I've got to give it a deeper listen because I think I might have mentioned this on previous episodes. Go back and check, but Wu Tang Forever not one of my favorites. So oh, really? I want to try to give it a uh, new perspective here. Yeah, I mean, I, it did. Maybe it was my fault in overhyping it, mentioning the hype. But loved Enter the Woo, loved pretty much every solo Woo album that came out in between that time. But Wu Tang Forever, for whatever reason, just didn't hit me like that. So I'm really excited to go back and give this sort of a, a another try you know another another test and see um and if i still am not impressed with it i will be uh, happy to talk about that so yeah this is a good one this is a good choice i think yeah i'm hyped i'm, I'm hyped now, now i'm over i'm like looking at all the tracks too it's a <laughs> double disc cd holy fuck dude yeah, man. And it was definitely prominent at the time. I listened to it a lot at the time, for sure. And there was, you know, a lot of tracks on there. But I think, in my mind, there were more tracks that didn't hit for me than did. So, ah, I'm excited to break this down. Yeah, this is going to be a good episode next time. So make sure you do tune in as we dig deep, 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 deep into Wu-Tang Forever. All right. Um, that's it, bro. We Hell done. Yeah, Is it yeah. over? How we do? Is it good? I'm down. I love it. Yeah. Love all you. I love everything. It's great. All right. <laughs> no, you, you want to give some closing words. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you uh, haven't gone and checked out our main show, we fucking bullshit about all different kinds of stuff over there. Pop culture. Yep. Video games, movies, yep. TV. Yep. Yep. We might even talk music over there too. Yeah, sometimes it's starting sometimes. to bleed a little bit. You and I are yeah. so hyped on hip hop, we've been bringing up hip hop like every episode, Fuck I think. Yeah. Now. There's been some crazy <laughs> stories too. So you yeah. want to get the newest new news stories. I mean, we might talk about it here, but we're probably talking about it there too. Yeah. Check out our shit, bro. That's it. All right. We love you guys. Peace out. Lost Boys out. One ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One ring to bring them all. And in the darkness find them. Like this. Throw your motherfucking hands in the air. It's gone to all motherfucking hands. Throw your hands in the air. It's ripping the 
just took Yeah, you can read about it in a big red book Quick beam on the scene, all the elf girls scream Like a tree, that's me, I like to keep it green It's the chronic pipe weed that I'm smoking And when I get high, I spin tails like poking Well, I'm a hobbit warrior, short and stout I got the fucking beats that'll turn you out I'll light you up like long bottom leaf Cause the orcs smoke the swag, but we got the keef Yes. Yeah. 